He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our epistle reading for today from Ephesians chapter 1, where we are told that Jesus has been seated at the right hand of God in the heavenly places. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Increasingly, day by day, the public conversation is more and more about authority. Oh, we're still discussing disease, we're still discussing economics, we're discussing theories about what all is going on, but more and more I hear more and more talk about authority. Who has the power? Is power vested in the individual alone and in his exercise of liberty? Is power vested in the government to be listened to without question? Is power simply taken by those who have the means to seize it? Well, I will tell you who has the power. Jesus Christ has the power. As we have been celebrating throughout this season of Easter, and especially today as we ponder Christ's ascension, we recognize that he has been raised up to have all power. He was raised up from the dead and is now seated at the right hand of God the Father. Yes, he is seated there at the right hand of God in the heavenly places. His rule, his authority, his power, his dominion is far above any other power that exists. His name carries far more weight than any other. So do you believe that? Do you believe that Jesus has all authority over every other authority? I mean, I'm sure you say you believe it. I'm sure intellectually you know that that is what the scriptures teach. But when you look around, it can be a little harder to just believe that in our days. While it seems fairly easy at times to identify how other people are using their power, it is not always so clear to see how Jesus is using his. But yet, you are to believe that he has all power. So do you believe it? Does your life show it? Do you have a calm and peace and gentility about you, knowing that the one who calls you his own has all power? When you see trouble, is your first instinct to call upon him and ask him to set things right? Or do you feel the need right away to exert your own power or to call upon those whom you think might lend you some of theirs? When you ponder events in our world, is your first assumption that God is behind them, working to do something? Or do you go right to work figuring out who else is to blame? Is the coronavirus so powerful that Jesus can't control it? Have those in power seized so much control that even our Lord Jesus cannot stop them? Have the events in our world simply spiraled so far out of control that they are even outside of God's control, Christ's control? Well, those thoughts are biblically laughable. There's nothing more powerful than God. Jesus is in full control. And so whatever occurs, it occurs under his authority. Now, to be clear, that doesn't mean that everything occur that occurs is something that God would call good 
or that would have existed in Eden. No, he uses even the evil impulses in this world to, in the end, accomplish his purposes. But whatever occurs in the world ultimately remains under his authority. And therefore, we should think first and foremost in terms of what God is doing in the world. So have you been doing this? Have you been thinking throughout all of this about what Jesus and the Father are trying to accomplish? Well, to be clear, you won't always get simple answers to that question every time. In fact, in many cases, you'll never get an answer at all. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't still ponder what God is doing, that you shouldn't at least acknowledge that he is the one working. For there are a few things you can know for certain. And this one, above all else, in everything, even the things going on right now, God is working to draw people to himself. God wants you to know today that Jesus has all authority. And he wants you to know that because he knows that if you know that, well, then all sorts of other things will be worked in you as well that he desires. Yes, he wishes for you to understand that all authority rests with him in order that you might be made wise, having his Holy Spirit. He wants the eyes of your heart to be enlightened. He wants you to know what exactly is the hope to which you have been called. He wants you to know what is the inheritance that has been prepared for you. He wants you to know that the greatness of his power has been given to all who believe. He wants you to know that that same power he used to raise up Jesus first from the grave, then through the sky, well, indeed, that same power is now active in his church where Jesus is head. Jesus wanted all of these things for his first apostles as well, those first believers, for they too, even after the first resurrection appearances, did not seem to simply trust that Jesus was indeed infinite in power. They still at times cowered in fear. They wondered what it was that they could accomplish. They were not certain what everything meant. But the ascension moved them in the right direction. As they saw their Lord ascending to his heavenly throne, they understood that he was going there to reign in power. Oh, they wouldn't fully get it, to be sure, until the Spirit fell upon them at Pentecost, which we will celebrate next week. But everything was becoming more clear. They were learning day by day that their Lord was the Lord. And in learning that, they became wise. They understood what it was that was theirs, and they rejoiced to be under the headship of Christ in his church. And so if right now you are concerned about power, note these two things most clearly. The one with the most power, well, it is Jesus Christ. In fact, he is the source of every other authority on earth. And secondly, that power which he has he has chosen to let it be exercised in his church on earth. And what does that mean for you? Well, it means that Jesus in his church gives you things that no one can take away from you, no matter how much power they seem to have. Remember these words that Martin Luther penned in his famous hymn? Though devils all the world should fill, all eager to devour us, we tremble not, we fear no ill, 
They shall not overpower us. Take they our life, good fame, child and wife. Though these all be gone, our victory has been won. The kingdom ours remaineth. Yes, no one has the power to take away from you the kingdom of God. For God has given it to you, and his power exceeds their power always. I think sometimes when we speak, we forget that the word Lord itself speaks of power and authority. I think we forget that all of the kingdom talk of the Bible is meant to remind us that we have a powerful king. I think in trying to keep power for ourselves, we don't often stop and simply meditate on the power that Christ has. But if we do not acknowledge that reality, we become poorer in every way. We become foolish, allowing other foolish people to be our guide instead of Christ. We forget what is the most important thing that has been revealed to us by God. We begin to think that our hope, well, that should be for earthly comfort and the approval of others, instead of remembering that our hope is the reappearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. When we forget that Jesus has all authority, we begin to feel weak as Christians, and sometimes we can end up foolishly aligning ourselves with others who claim they have power to give to us. But we know this. Jesus has all the power. It's been true ever since eternity. And yet now, with Christ being raised up from the dead and him ascending back to the right hand of the Father, for those of us with the eyes of faith, it is so manifestly evident. For we know that the one who sits on the throne has power. And that is a great comfort for us. For we know how he uses his power he does not use his power to crush his people. He uses it to thwart his enemies and theirs. He uses it to protect his people. He used it to come and to die and to rise and to ascend for us, that one day we might go where he is. So if all your talk about power these days is free of talk about Jesus, well, then you're doing it all wrong. If you're talking about individuals having liberty or the power of the government or the influence of the rich, and that's all you're talking about, you need to remember the bigger picture. Look to where Christ has gone. Confess that your eyes all too often have grown so focused on earthly concerns that therefore they have not ascended to the throne where Jesus is. Confess that this day. And look to him. He will save you. He will forgive you of those sins and all your other sins as well. And he will give you his life. A new life. A life filled with his resurrection power. And he will remain with you always as your head. As you dwell in his body, the church. And if the one with all the power in the world is watching over you, caring for you, being the one who has promised that you will be well, well then you are well. You are well now, and you will be well forever. Amen. 
And then may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.